Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another update from Traverse City. Today is Tuesday, June second, two thousand and twenty. By Amy Shamro. Amy, how are you? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So uh, there's been some major developments since uh, our last episode, which was on Friday, uh, regarding the stay-at-home order and some of those things. Do we want to briefly touch on that before we get into some of the additional things that are taking place in our community? Sure. Um, You know, I can speak a little bit to it. Um, Can't remember what's happened, you know, what day of the week it is still. It's (laughs) a little better with these nicer days. But uh, yeah, so the stay-at-home order is uh, that was lifted for our region um, has now been lifted for the entire state. Um, so still looking at what that's going to be with, uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be open for restaurants and other item or other uh, places like that. So we'll see if that has an effect. I know you and I have previously talked about people coming to town, um, kind of trying to get away from things, um, given what the response was to the opening just this region. Um, I imagine we'll probably see a lot more people coming in from out of town now. Um, so what that's going to look like will be uh, interesting. We did last night in the city commission meeting, though, pass shutting down the uh, two blocks of Front Street to pedestrian traffic. Um, so that'll allow for north-south traffic on Union and Cass, but it will close down those blocks in between on Front Street so that restaurants have more space to spread out. Um, retail spaces can um, kind of make use of the outdoor as well to give themselves some more space and, a, you know, start a queue if they need to wait to let people in for safe distancing things like that so that should be uh starting in the middle of the month so hopefully if we do start seeing some more of that traffic come up we'll be able to make take some measures like that to make it a more comfortable space for anyone who wants to be downtown um and for the businesses to operate safely for their employees awesome yeah i suspect that most people have uh, made themselves aware of the changes that you know the governor issued um earlier and so now I, I guess we can shift our focus to some other things that are taking place um within our communities yeah so um the only thing i the addition i should make because i think a lot of people have heard about front street closing down um but in on that same topic i would just uh probably feel i feel like i should mention because it hasn't been mentioned a lot that state street which has typically been a one way that feeds into front street uh or loops into it i should say will be a two-way street for traffic. So cars okay. will be two way on state street. So if you're kind of somebody who doesn't hang out a lot downtown, or even if you do, and you show up to go to work on Monday, and uh, I think it's going to be that middle of the month. I think we've got about two weeks. Uh, you show up to work one Monday and it looks different. That's, that's one of the reasons why. Um, so that's going to uh, kind of alter how we see things, but there are going to be traffic control measures to help people navigate that. So I think okay. that kind of, prepares people for what's coming up in that regard. Mm -hmm. So what about um, the things that we're seeing on a national level in terms of civil unrest and maybe some of the movements that people are wanting to take place here in our own Northern Michigan community? What, what do we know about their ability to do that? Do you have any updates? Absolutely. So um, as many people might know, and if they don't, there was a peaceful uh, nonviolent vigil held at the open space this over the weekend. Um, no major incidents. A couple people came to ruffle some feathers, but the group was uh, well organized and took care of that uh, without there being any conflict. Um, and I think that's important to note that just like around the nation, we're seeing locally a lot of people um, just needing to express grief and frustration and anger and 
all of the feelings that everybody um, are, I think a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody are feeling right now, but especially people who have probably been feeling marginalized their whole lives. Um, this is, this is a, an outpouring of grief for the loss of George Floyd, but also for oppression in communities all over our country. And um, I think some people can, I've heard people be very dismissive of that happening in Traverse City, but um, you know, we have a very, very vital indigenous population up here. I think many people know that if they stop and think, um, and we also have a very vibrant migrant community up here. And so, you know, this is, I'm born and raised here and that's the community we've always had. And so I think, um, uh, it can be easy for people to literally whitewash Traverse City and the region, but, um, we have neighbors that, you know, that was now maybe is finally their time to be heard, um. So I think there's a concentrated effort going on to do just that. Uh, we just had a press conference this afternoon down at the governmental center um, and the police chief spoke, um, the city manager spoke, myself and then Mayor Crothers spoke. And the message really was, this is Traverse City. People have always gathered here. We've had a lot of um, people protesting and gathering and vigils and and a lot of it happens, especially at the open space, but all over downtown and that Traverse City is open for that. We aren't going to have any arbitrary um, police measures to try and curtail that. We have an excellent, excellent police department that has been trained for community policing. Uh, the chief made a very um, impassioned uh, statement about the implicit bias training that all of his officers go through. Um, you know, he admittedly said, we all have bias. This is what we, why we train so we recognize that so we don't do the things that we've seen these officers do that um, has really, you know, destroyed and harmed communities. Um, he also spoke to the fact that when a, one of these officers and departments um, steps, uh, you know, commits a horrible crime, basically, that it takes everyone a while to get the trust back in the police and that it, he feels that it's his job and the, his department's job to work back towards that. Um, so I appreciated those comments from our, our chief. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the message that we wanted to really put out there for the city of Traverse City is we welcome freedom of speech and we believe in the First Amendment. And we have a lot of public spaces like the open space that, um, you know, are places where people have the right to assemble and um, people should feel safe engaging in that. And the police are there to protect and to serve. And this, again, the chief really stressed that the police are, are here to serve the community. So they want to protect people who want to uh, speak out. And, um, you know, quite frankly, the, I think the message was as after seeing some of the headlines around the country about um you know, we've seen a lot of, for example, a lot of the arrests in Minneapolis, but they found out we're out of town people, um, many with connections to white supremacist groups. Um, you know, we don't need people from out of town coming in to quote unquote protect us. We've got a great police department. Um, so don't, you know, people who went to the people on decided they want to do in Minneapolis. We don't need them here. Um, mm -hmm. We've got people here doing things in the community just perfectly fine. And we've always managed to manage it. And um we will continue to do so and we will continue to welcome people speaking freely. Excellent. Yeah. Are there any other uh, additions or is this kind of take us to the end of today's episode and update until next time? I think for the, you know, to put a really strong underline under that, I, I think that's a good spot to end. We just really want to say that, uh, you know, in that sense of 
Traverse City being open, we are an open community and we always have been. And um, we just want to make sure that, I guess the other part I would add is that I mentioned at the press conference was, you know, we, it's, we're doing some talking right now at a press conference. I'm talking here, but really our job right now, especially as elected people, but as, even as community members, white community members is to listen. So, um, you know, I'm doing most, I'm doing your ta- uh, your podcast. I did the press conference, but I'm not trying to put too much out there. I'm, um, you know, doing blackout Tuesday today and other things because it's, it's time to sit back and listen. We can't possibly understand what somebody, a person of color, someone in a marginalized community is going through unless we listen. And so that's just the emphasis right now. Um, reach out to people, reach out to community elected officials, to leaders and tell them what you you're thinking and what you want and what you want to see from us. Um, and just share your grief and your pain and in any ways that you're comfortable, whether it's a public vigil gathering or privacy of your home or a letter telling me or our state Senator or our federal representatives, what you think should be done, do it. That's what, this we we're here to listen and that's what we really need to emphasize right now yes i think that's a very appropriate uh emphasis particularly in a community uh, like this is to is to listen and figure out where we're needed um, and to mourn and to grieve with those who are doing that Um, so amy thank you so much for coming on the show today and also just for your continued leadership through a, a variety of events that have been taking place the last couple of months Well, thanks for having these conversations, Taylor. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too.